Hello Pursuit, I hope you had a good conference so far and I hope that the Spirit is speaking to you. It is my honor to bring to you this word of activation that comes from the Lord. And it's a word that is very near and dear to my heart, something that is deep-seated in my passions um, and really comes from the passion of God. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to read the book of Ephesians from cover to cover, but in it there's this really beautiful message of unity. I just want to read to you from Ephesians 4, just the first few verses of Ephesians 4, and it says this, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. If you read the book of Ephesians, you see this theme emerge that God has been working on something big. He's been working on something big from all eternity. And that's what you get in the first chapter. As you open up the first chapter, you see that God from before time has begun this project, this big thing that he's been working on that is called the church. And when you go to verse chapter two, you see that God brought this plan into uh, reality and has activated this in our reality by sending his son Jesus Christ and has made dead people alive by uniting them to Jesus Christ. That's the first unity that you get in chapter 2. This union of sinner and Jesus happening in chapter 2. But he doesn't stop there. As you continue to read, you see that he is now seeing an entire people who are made his, not just individual sinners. I just want to read to you from verse 19 to 21 of, of chapter 2. He says that you are not just made um, a sinner who's an individual sinner who's brought into salvation and good for you. But no, he says he, he's making an entire people. In verse 11, he says, you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, the whole structure being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. You see, Paul sees God's work from all eternity being this work of creating this holy temple, this big project that God has been working on, built on Christ, the cornerstone, his blood running through this temple, grace coming through. And in chapter 3, he begins to introduce this word. There's this mystery, or in the Greek, mysterion, this mystery that God has been preparing from all eternity. Now, when we say mystery, we're normally talking about something that nobody knows. But this mystery that Paul is talking about is not a mystery that he wasn't going to tell us, that God wasn't going to tell us, but this is a mystery that God has been waiting to tell us. You see, he's been waiting to tell us the secret, and the secret that he wants to tell us is that the Gentiles, all people, are included in this holy temple of God. You see in Ephesians 3, 9, he says this mystery is to bring light for everyone, everyone. What is the plan that has been uh, a plan of the mystery hidden for ages? And this is the mystery that the Gentiles are included into this great work. You see, 
Everyone is included in this building, this grand project that God has been working on. And that is the mystery. That's why in our passage today, he says, that's why I urge you to walk as if you are part of this great plan because God has been from all eternity doing something very, very big. And I urge you to be a part of that thing that is very big by being gentle, by being humble, by being patient with one another because there is one God, one spirit, one project that he's been working on. And that thing is the church that he has brought together on the foundation of Jesus with his blood running through the temple. You see, that is a beautiful, beautiful theme that comes through the book of Ephesians. And then toward the end of Ephesians, you see that it works into all the minutia of human relationships. It works into marriage where husband and wife are made one in Christ, where even master and slave are made one in Christ. And all of this is brought together because of the grand project that God is working on to bring unity to his church. You see, we in our lives and in ministries, we can, if we want, go off into the corner and we can work on something small. We can work on our church. We can work on our ministry. And we can work really hard in the corner with a small project to put our name on the building, to put our church's name on the building, to put our ministry's name on the building. And we can kill ourselves and work hard to do that. Or we can be a part of the big thing that God is doing, which is called the kingdom. You see, we have a choice in that. Francis Chan, he had at a conference, he did something that was greatly illustrative of this truth. He took a Lego piece and he held it up and he said that some of us in our lives are like this Lego piece and we are working very hard to be the best Lego piece in the world, to be the greatest Lego piece we could be. Even in ministry, we can do that. Or, we can realize who we are as a Lego piece and understand that the power and beauty of who we are is that we are made to connect with others. And in connecting with others, we can do something big. We can be a part of the big thing that God is doing, but that is going to require us to become small. That's a lesson that I learned early on in ministry and continue to learn and God is continuing to fill out. And that lesson is this, if you want to do something big for the Lord, you have to become small. If you want to do something big for the Lord, you have to become small. There is no way that you could participate in the big project of God, the kingdom stuff of God, and still remain big. That's just not how it works. God is the one doing something big, and He's going to be big. And if we want to continue to be big, then we're never going to be a part of the grand project that He is working. You know, I think maybe one of the reasons that I was asked to give this talk is that in our region, which is in Northern Jersey, I have been part of several projects, which were unity projects. Uh, from the very first moment I stepped into ministry, I began to learn that if we want to transform cities and if we want to transform even little towns, if we want to transform regions, there's no way that an individual or one church can do it on their own. And so I've been part of several different projects where I have reached out to different churches and different networks to bring them together and to do something big together. Now, here's the thing about those projects. Everything big that I have done, I have never gotten credit for any of it. My name is not on anything that I have done. In fact, most of the things that I have done in this region that are actually effective and big, most people have no idea that I was a part of it. 
you know, an example of this is recently we started a counseling network called Lighthouse. And this originated as this idea to start a counseling network in our church. We were going to call it the Mosaic Counseling Ministry or something like that. And we began this uh, work and it took a lot of work to try to get this off the ground. But then at a certain point, we stepped back and we saw that there, the need was so much bigger than the members of our church. That the need for counseling and the need for soul care was so much bigger than the people who are in our building. And so we stepped back. And we realized that if we do this for ourselves, we might make a great counseling ministry. But if we do this with others, then we'll have a true impact on our region. And so I reached out to other lead pastors in the area. And with five or six different churches, we created the Lighthouse Counseling Network. And ever since we launched in July, um, I'm sorry, we launched in January, we've been able to serve way more people than I ever thought that we would serve in the first six months of the counseling uh, service being brought to life and nobody knows that we were a part of uh, part of starting that starting it no one knows that I was um, the one that kind of initiated that and you know what who cares nobody needs to know and in order for us to do things like that regional work big work to participate not in our little projects over here with my church my ministry but if we want to participate in the big work that God is doing, that he has started from all eternity, he's poured out his son's blood into and is continuing to power through the Holy Spirit. You want to get on board with that. You want to do something big. You do have to become small. You see, that's what he's saying here in Ephesians 4. If you want to be a part of this, then you have to become gentle. You have to become patient. You have to become someone who is humble in order to work with others. And I want to enter into the activation by telling you that if you want to do something big, it's gonna be slightly painful. If you want to be a part of a great unified work, it's going to be slightly painful, especially at the beginning, because you're not gonna get all the credit. You're not gonna get everything your way. But if you're able to be a part of something like that, then the reward will be great. And I wanna activate you and bring this into practicality by telling you that unity does not happen by step one, connecting churches, or step one, connecting nations. It doesn't work like that. True unity comes over a cup of coffee with someone who might be slightly different than you, someone who might believe things a little bit differently than you, who might have gifts of the Spirit different than you, the way God is working in them different than you. And it begins with listening. And it begins by having that conversation and hearing things that you disagree with, hearing things that you might not do their way, but continuing to fight for the unity and peace of the one body, the one spirit, the one God. You know, I don't believe it's unity when everybody agrees on everything. There's no effort that's needed there. I don't believe that that's the kind of unity he's urging us towards, calling us towards. You don't have to call something like that into being he's calling us and urging us to have a unity with people that we may disagree with that starts with you making a phone call that starts with you sending a text or an email this week saying i know we've had our disagreements but i want to do something big with you and i believe god is doing something bigger than the things that i've been trying to do i've been killing myself towards towards and i want to do something big with you will you have coffee with me Today, you can start the work of unity 
by having that conversation. It starts one person at a time. Somebody that you need to reconcile with might be the other side of the temple that God is building in his temple, in his universe, in his kingdom today.